Welcome to the Be Hot Yoga Atlanta podcast. This is podcast number seven, and Suzanne and I are here today with JD. Hi, JD. Hi. How are you? Thank you for joining us today. So JD is a regular yoga student at Be Hot Yoga. How long have you been practicing with us? It's true. Um, I think, uh, let's see, I started about 17 years ago as my first class when the old location. You know, wow. That was like at the beginning yeah, then. So I've been uh, a steady regular since the new location opened up. So a long time. Wow. And how often do you practice? My goal is to do a minimum of three times a week. If I can do three times a week, I'm thrilled. Uh, but I travel a lot, so you know, two Two, I'm okay, and then anything other than that, I get antsy if I drop off from there. Do you ever get to practice at other studios when you travel? I've done it before, yeah. I, I used to do it relatively regularly. Um, I've gotten out of the habit of doing it. I'm just I'm so comfortable at my little home here. Um, we spoiled you. Yeah, kind you of, have. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to set such a high bar <laughs> and then expect the same thing when I get off a plane. So I stopped doing that. So what uh, what brought you to yoga to begin with all those years ago? I, you know, I think it was the challenge of it, just something completely different, um, you know, beyond what I'd done before. I'm a I'm a pretty antsy person by nature, and I like to move a lot. So the idea of standing in one in one place for a long time was a little daunting, but also interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, staying in a room and not talking, you know, was really how it started. Um, and I think I just thought at one point I was like, well, why am I scared of this? I ought to just give it a try, and you know, here we go. I'm hooked now. So, and so, how has it changed your life, your body, your your mind? Like, what 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 do you get out of it? What do you love I, about it? Everybody I talk to about this stuff because I do a lot of fitness stuff, and I have a lot of friends that are. I was about to say ex-athletes, but that sounds bad. They're still athletic, but you know, we're in a lot of sports when they were younger, and I like to do a lot of that too. Still, and I've recognized over time that uh, it's so true. All that compression and abuse that you. Um, put on your body when you're making, you know, sophisticated, fast movements or you're lifting weights or you're, you know, compressing and potentially injuring joints, even though you're building muscle and you're, you're, you know, doing something quote unquote fit that you have to do something to counteract that. And, um, and so when I started doing yoga, I realized that, um, that was going to be the path for me to continue to go at the pace I wanted to go for a much, much longer time. And that's, that's definitely proven to be the point. So I tell a lot of people that, you know, when we talk about the different things we do for exercise and all that, that inevitably it'll come up a lot of times, like, if you could only do one thing, what would you do? And it's always this, you know, it will always be yoga. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been, it's been huge for me. I mean, in so many different ways. And does, do you feel like, like it helps you mentally as well, like kind of calming or? How yeah, um, I, I think, you know, for me, and I think a lot of us feel this way, but um, you can come into the class with a lot on your shoulders and, you know, outside of what you get physically out of the class, when you walk out, all those, you know, they talk, I always talk about don't sweat the small stuff, but all those little things add up. But I find when I get out of class, the little things kind of melt away in there. When, when I get out of class, I have a much better perspective on what's important. And I think that the trick is, as it generally is in life, is how long can you hold on to that feeling and apply it, <laughs> you know, after you leave the room. Um, yeah. But I think that's one of the gifts that, that yoga gives to me, you know, for sure. Um, and, um, and the focus, I think, that it, that it helps create, not only um, in the area of, um, you know, the mental discipline of, of getting through yoga, but how you can apply that to the rest of your world, like learning to breathe slowly. Um, in a stressful situation, like I think even in business stuff, um, and you know, you and I were talking before this a little bit about music, but um, in in music or in business, it, you get you, you're going to have stressful situations. And mm-hmm. one of the tricks for me was learning to, that if I just 
pay attention to myself and my breathing and slow down a little bit, that I make the situation I'm facing much easier than it would be otherwise. And I think that's one of the things that yoga really taught me too. So, so you're a musician. Tell us about your... I am. I've made, um, I think we've made six records over the last 10 plus years with a band called 10 Story Relapse. Um, and uh, so that's really my passion, um, you know, outside of the, the yoga discussion that we're having. Um, but that I think, you know, most musicians that I know, not most, I should say, a large percentage of musicians I know um, that have gotten into yoga have really been hooked on it for a lot of the you know, different kind of cross-pollinating things that it gives you, I think, creatively and physically, especially if you're a singer or if you're on stage, you've got to worry about breathing. And I think a lot of the breathing technique, things that they try to teach you in singing, um, it's a real natural foundation in yoga to kind of start from there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's been, I've done it for a very long time, and I think yoga's you know, really helped me with that too. That's cool, yeah. We have to come see you sometime. Let us know we when you do. perform. Yeah, yeah, we would love that. <laughs> You've got to give a... The next performing, do you have a list? We, we don't. Like this, the schedule, um, our, my co-writer, uh, well, everybody in the band is super busy, but our co-writer plays with Jennifer Nettles and Sugarland, and he's out with them quite a bit. And, oh, cool. Um, and with all of our schedules, it's been really hard to play live. We want to do it. We're still recording. We still are able to leak into the studio and spend time together making music. Mm -hmm. but, um, but playing live has been tough, but I'll definitely let you guys know when oh, we do it. It's, cool. been a, it's been a while since we've done it. So recently you had a knee injury situation that came up. So I, tell us about I, that. I did. Because <laughs> we were afraid you weren't going to be at yoga for a while. But <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was afraid too. It was scary. I mean, I, you know, I won't go into all the gory details, but um, you know, suffice to say it happened as, as most things do for me. I, I'm a 12-year-old in a much older body. And um, <laughs> I was out very late at like 1 a.m. in the morning being a goofball and, and doing something that was, I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> in retrospect, it was. But um, I essentially um, was bouncing up and down on a giant ball trying to pop it with my butt, <laughs> doing like power squats. <laughs> this is where they said, Mom said nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> and, um, and so I basically had like a squatter's injury because what happened, my goal was to pop the balloon and I got what I wanted, but I paid the price because when I was on the lowest point of deceleration bouncing on this balloon, it burst and my body wasn't ready to come back up. So I fell down at some random wacky angle and almost suffered like a squatter injury. Were there and, cocktails uh, involved? Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking, this maybe. Is a very perceptive question. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Um, yeah, yeah, there were some celebrations going on. There were definitely some celebrations. It was a big party, um, and uh, so yeah. And then, and then the, the the goofy thing about it is, I was in another country, and so I had a. It was fortunately it was the last night, but I had a uh, ten hour flight back the oh. next morning. Oh. So I, essentially, I had torn my meniscus. Um, and uh, torn my MCL and did a, a severe ACL strain. Ooh. So um, it was a lot of ice and then a long flight and coach home. And uh, that's what happened. I mean, those are the gory details. And then, you know, my, um, my initial thought was I need to get into a doctor right away because I want to get an MRI and start treating it and, and attack it aggressively. Um, and so I did. And when I did that, um, I went to the first doctor who said, you really need to have, you know, surgery immediately. Um, there's no other options for you based on the extent of your injury and how it tore, and it's not going to heal properly if you don't do surgery. And you were in a lot of pain, I guess, too, right? Or I was. I mean, it was, you know, completely, I was on crutches, and I couldn't, I really couldn't put much, if any, weight on it. Um, 
and it was just you know kind of a swollen mess. It's what happens when you when you t when you bend in a position like that you shouldn't. So I you know I did a lot of bad things to my knee. Um, so yeah, that was that was, and I think I saw you guys or talked to you guys maybe called you right after and said, hey, I've got some bad news. It's gonna be a long time before I'm back in yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was what a, a month? What, when was that? From from now? What month? Um, not that I'm counting, but I think it was August 14th ish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> About one thirty-two a.m. ish. I really okay. want more of this story of the ball and where you were, yeah. but okay, we can move That'll on. That'll be another another podcast. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's not recorded, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe after this is over. Yeah. So August, okay. So yeah, so yeah, that's why because I knew you you said oh I'm gonna have to you know you know stop the membership for now because I can't come because I have surgery and yeah. but then you showed yeah. back up. So you yeah. went to the first doctor, they said surgery. First doctor said surgery. I got scheduled for surgery, and then I did what I think everybody should do, which and it was my plan anyway. I wanted to get on the books in case it was the right thing to do, but um, I went to get a second opinion. I ended up getting three opinions. Um, but my second opinion was with a guy who was very focused on um, athletes and, and um, you know does the surgery on a lot of the knees of professional players in Atlanta. And he had a completely different viewpoint. His, his thought was he, he went a lot more into what do I do on a daily basis? Um, and he spent a lot more time on my musculature and, you know, what things look like. And I think, you know, he was impressed by, based on the age that I am, the amount of mobility and flexibility that I had in all my joints. And he sees that as a prime area of opportunity for somebody who might be able to heal on their own, you know, versus someone who uh, isn't as physically active and doesn't have that kind of mobility. Um, and so as we talked through it some more, um, he said, let's wait and see. He said, and so I started some aggressive, you know, rehab. I talked to him about my love of yoga and my depression for not being able to do it for a while. And he said, well, just, you know, hang in there with me. Let's, you know, you come back in a week or two, do these things. So I, I aggressively started to rehab it with physical therapy. Um, and he said, I think you're probably still going to have to have surgery, but let's see kind of a thing. Um, and then two weeks later he said, Hey, you know, that yoga thing you love? Well, um, I want you to go just go stand in the room and just be careful. You know, we've talked about what you can and can't do, but I think that's really good for you. And, you know, you've gotten a lot of benefits out of it, and I think it'll help you heal if, if this thing keeps going in the direction we're seeing it go. So that, that kind of got me back on the path of starting to dream about maybe not having to go through six to nine months of surgery Sorry. rehab, mm -hmm. which, you know, is basically when I say rehab, not back to where I was before, but just getting back to normal um, with the type of surgery they were going to have to do. Mm -hmm. So... That was kind of the beginning of that phase. And so it, and so you came back so and, I did. and you, yeah. And I mean, so here, you know, here we are, um, where, what are we? I'm not good with math. I'm no. good with remembering specific times, but so, so we're you're November, November 25th. So yeah, it's worth September, October, just November, over three months three. over. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, for, for those that, that practice often in a position we call fixed firm, you know, now three months later, I've, I've got my shins on the ground and, my um, shoulders are pinned back on the ground just like I was before. So I have that complete knee flexibility. Um, wow. That is amazing. That really? Have. Yeah. I got there about a week ago and I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, in the end, it, as I continued to go back and he saw my range of dorsal flexion and everything I was getting, he was like, wow, that's amazing. You know, cause I'm almost 50 and he's like, I, you're, you're healing. I, I chalk it up to a, you're following the program well and you've taken care of yourself. But I think the yoga is really doing a lot for you. And, you know, thinking through all the things that I've studied with this program um, around, you know, joints that don't do what we're all putting ourselves through, meaning you're not getting into all these positions and um, compressing and decompressing and allowing more blood flow to get to all these areas that never see blood. 
a big part of my injury that they were worried about was it's not an area where you get a lot of blood flow generally. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I've helped best that with this practice, you know, getting, getting more flushing in there, making the joints stronger, getting back in the positions very quickly that I used to get into. So my muscle memory would come back. Mm -hmm. And so that as those tendons and ligaments were healing, they were not just healing in this inflexible little box, but they were healing through the lens of that full range of motion that I can continue to develop with the yoga practice. So I think all that stuff's super important. And I think this is a huge part of the reason that I'm you know, back to my normal activities now, this yoga program. So you're able to do your other, other activities and sports and stuff that you do. Yeah, I'm back to, I'm back to lateral motions and jumping and I'm, I can't go, or I I shouldn't say I can't, I'm being very careful to not go crazy and see what would happen if, because I don't want to do that yet, Mm -hmm. but I'm back to really normal ranges of, you know, what I was doing before. No swelling, no Soreness. Swelling is completely gone. Soreness is completely gone. Every once in a while, if I do something a little too aggressive, I'll have a moment where my knee will say, hey, you're not quite ready for that. Yeah. I mean, three months after this injury, uh, it's pretty amazing that it's, you know, and the the doctor and physical therapist said the same thing. I actually just graduated from physical therapy. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't get a cap or anything. (laughs) Um, but that was like three weeks ago and he was like, I can't believe this, but you're fine. Like, wow. Just keep, keep doing your yoga and, you know, keep doing your exercise, your PT exercises. And so that you've had a sub a subsequent MRI you've had, I haven't gone back for a, an, another MRI yet. I don't think they even want me to. I okay. think, um, you know, the number one issue that they had with my injury was that I would develop based on how the cartilage had flipped, uh, a piece of the cartilage actually flipped outside of the knee. Okay. So that's what I thought surgery was for sure. But I either... It either self-corrected and the, the, the natural, you know, um, motions continued to kind of shave it to where it needed to be or possibly through some of the exercise I've been doing or through yoga, it flipped back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not having any of the dreaded, what they call the catch, which is when you're walking and your you knee locks up on you. Yeah, yeah. So, which is really indicative of the specific injury I had, the way that it happened. So, yeah, no, right now it's just fingers crossed, keep rocking and rolling on all this, so. And that, I mean, it would have been, if you had had to have that surgery and then the rehab and everything, I mean, it would have been a big deal. It would have really affected your it's life nine, nine in a lot of ways. Yeah, that sure. would have been. And, and then yeah. you would have had, who knows if you would have really gotten back to normal yeah. with yeah. all that. So, I mean, sometimes you have to have surgery. I get it, but. Yeah, and I think like a lot of people that, um, that are into um, yoga or some sort of a physical practice or running or, you know, you need that release. I think it's good for everyone, but there are certain people, I count myself as one of them, that I have a lot of internal anxiety and the healthiest way for me to deal with that is this. And so to your point, the thought of like, you know, three to nine months of not having that release uh, and not being able to operate at similar levels to what I'm used to was super depressing. Mm -hmm. So that first couple of weeks was, or that first week especially was really hard. I think the happiest moment for me was when he said, Hey, you know, you, I want you to do, um, rehab and if it goes well, you know, you can start back with yoga. And then I was like, Oh wow, that's so cool. Like I was facing surgery and I did completely that day. I just, I remember walking out thinking this is awesome. That is great. Like, you know, and great that you got a doctor that, that understood or, you know, yeah. at least offer those, those alternatives and understood the old, the power of them. Yeah, absolutely. And I went to, uh, you know, after that, just because I started getting hooked on opinions <laughs> at that point, I went to another and. <laughs> And that one, I, I, because I liked the approach of this one, I, I sought another pro that was very, um, had a very similar mindset and worked with athletes as well. And, and they said, yeah, I, you know, we didn't talk specifically about what the other doctors said, but they were in a similar mindset. Um, so, I mean, that, the other part of this moral of the story, I guess, is always get a second opinion because I'm certain that, that the mm-hmm. first choice was the wrong one in this case. Mm-hmm. So.
Well, when you go to a surgeon, surgeons, you know, like Diana's father always said, if you go to a barber, you're going to end up with a haircut. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's kind of their, that's kind of what they're looking to do, right? So, but it's, you know, the body, our bodies have amazing, amazing resources to heal themselves. And I, over and over in, in, in the yoga practice, through the yoga practice, you know, if it's your shoulder, if it's your knee, you could, you, there's things you're going to tweak and there's things that get sore. If, it's, if you just work your way through it and sense into, you know, not what your head is telling you, but just feeling how you can work with your body to let it open. A lot of things, I mean, we're lucky because we do it. We practice, but it, so we have an awareness of our physicality and where we are related to where we were yesterday and how we're feeling. So many people have no, I, no connection, my body, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think we're really, because we do have this integrated into our lifestyle where we have a huge advantage that way. Huge advantage. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, you know, another thing that inspires me to do it is like you're talking about, like the people that I've met in the community that, that are in this class too, if you a lot of them, you know, we don't walk around saying what our ages are, but I found out obviously because I've become friends with a lot of these people how old they are, and it shocks me half the time. Yeah. Um, because not only you know are they are we opening up and releasing you know all these joints, but that imp- that impacts the way you walk, the way mm-hmm. you move, um, your posture, mm-hmm. and all those things are are subconscious telltale giveaways to how old somebody is, and I never really thought about that until I started doing this and started looking at my kind of quote-unquote, peer group of yoga people. And, you know, they're amazing. And so I'm, I'm like, that's I want to continue to be like this, you know, like mm-hmm. these people. Well, you know, age is, um, Tiffany said something earlier today in, in our meditation, and she was like, you know, what if age was just a number? Like, we don't have to relate to that age. You know, we have, an, we have a, again, a, a, a social construct of what you're supposed to be like if you're 30 or 40 or 50 or, you know, 40 is the new 30, whatever. Um, <laughs> Oh, sorry. sorry about that. In real life, someone's walking by the front door. Um, but it's, it, you know, for many reasons. On a physical level, yes, we get all the benefits. On a mental level, we get all the benefits. And the other thing, you know, to, to speak to for a second, we just have the most amazing community of people that are like-minded. And, you know, one of the, the biggest reason, you know, when Jason and Christina a year and a half ago now said, we, we're not going to continue the studio, we are, we're done, uh, we're, we both have different pursuits, Diane and I freaked out because we're like, where are we going to practice yoga? <laughs> it can't go away. It was just, it couldn't go, it just couldn't, just go, couldn't away. go away. self-preservation. It was. Exactly. It was very, very much, much so. That was the first thing. Yeah. Um, but, and the whole group of people, you know, no matter... How you feel coming into that room, whether I'm practicing or whether I'm teaching, and I say this over and over, I always feel better when I leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just that place. Um, yeah, I remember. I'll never forget the first time I did it, um, and I think you know I was attracted to the whole idea of the detox and the you know the the loss of fluid and, and being in a hot room for that long. But I remember walking out just thinking, well, first of all, I was humbled. <laughs> the first thing was, wow, you can't come in here and try to be quote unquote good. You uh-huh. just got to be in there and be yourself and be in the room and hang in there. And, um, so, and I didn't subscribe to that the first time. But when I walked out, I was just, I felt like a, the, the best way I described it to people were like, what was it like? It was like a massage, but better. 
Like, and I, and I still have that feeling I've forgotten because I'm used to it, but it feels like your entire body just went through like for me, like a deep tissue massage, mm -hmm. but with the, with the added relaxation element that you had a workout and mm -hmm. you, you detoxed. And I, I like to say it's like a workout meets meditation, you know, meets massage. It's kind of all three of those things yep. at, at, at once. And the irony for me is I, like, I love variety so much. And it's so weird to me that I'm so drawn to a 26, to a 26 <laughs> posture, you know, set practice that I've been doing for almost 17 years and, and really hardcore for, you know, the last 12 in terms of um, attendance and focus on it. But it's just crazy to me. Like I always thought I'll get bored. But in reality, it's exciting because it's the only place where, like sometimes, and I, I don't know whether this is good or bad, you know, you guys would have to tell me there's no good or bad in yoga, John. But, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, sometimes I'll go through eight postures and not know, I'll, I'll wake up, as I call it, and I'll be like, oh, 40 minutes might have gone by, or 30 or 20, I have no idea. There's no other place in my life when I'm awake that that happens, and I never thought I would be that person. And uh, the release I get during that time frame and some of the thoughts that I have are like, ones that I never would have had without using yoga as a gateway. Um, we were talking about, I know other people that, that write and are creative have talked about this with yoga before, but for me, like, I've had writer's block episodes before that were tough, and I get into yoga, and boom. Like, at the end of that class, you're fine. Mm -hmm. um, because either an idea surfaced that you were blocking because you were all stressed out, and there was a specific idea that you took with you out of there, or because you walked out and you were in a place to be ready to go again, you know, because mm -hmm. you've gotten some weight off your shoulder that you didn't know was there. Um, since we're talking about all these great things, self-validating. Well, I'm not, now that I'm talking about this, I'm never leaving the practice. <laughs> I realize this is, this is your, you were doing this. Strategy, on yes. So you're just developing a long-term loyal client here. Success. I'm selling myself on what I'm doing. Even um, more so, but yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's, you know, it's been awesome. You guys have been fantastic and the changes in the studio have been awesome. And, you know, you're right. We have a great community of people and. Everybody's different, but everybody, mm -hmm. I think, approaches this in a very like-minded way, you know, the benefits of all this. So. Yep. Yeah, we're super lucky that way. We really are, yes. Well, thank you so much, J.D. We, we are so grateful to have you as part of our studio and just part of, just such an important part of the community. And thank you for coming to do the podcast, yeah. too. And uh, maybe next time we'll talk more about that ball. Yeah, <laughs> pleasure. Yeah, Who fared? It, the ball fared worse <laughs> than you did. I mean, when, the night ended worse <laughs> for the ball. Yeah, er, earlier when <laughs> Tiffany talked about age is just a number, but hey, if you're getting ready to jump on a ball on a cruise ship at 1 a.m., maybe think about your age. That might be the moment where you should do it. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you guys. Thanks for everything. <laughs>